This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning under an overcast sky. We have light rain, 50 degrees at the KVOM studios on this Tuesday, the 25th of April, 2023. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. We'll have mostly cloudy skies throughout the day today. With a slight chance of late afternoon showers and thunderstorms, our high only 61. Now, showers and thunderstorms are likely tonight of a low of 49. Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms, clouds, a high of only 59. Rain and thunderstorm possibility continues Wednesday night with a low of 52. And then Thursday, 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy otherwise, and a high of 65. Now, by Friday, we should see some sunshine. High in the mid-70s, but we could get a little rain on Friday night and Saturday. It'll be breezy and cool on Saturday. Sunday looking good. Sunny skies, high of 72. Doesn't get any better than that. Overcast in 50 right now at the KVOM studios. Hey, let's congratulate our employee of the day. It's Grant Johnson at Step by Step in Perryville. Obituaries this morning. Dorothy Boyce Munn, age 91, of Plummerville, died on Sunday, April 23rd. She was a telephone operator for 10 years in Virginia, attended Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church of Plummerville, and is survived by her daughter, Cindy Vaughn of Plummerville, two sisters, Doris Nelson of Colorado and Alma Hensley of Virginia, and lots of cousins, nieces, nephews, and friends. Funeral service for Dorothy Boyce Munn will be Friday, April 28th, 2 p.m. at Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church with Brother Mike Cantrell, Brother Jesse Hales, and Brother Todd West officiating. Burial will be at Mount Pleasant Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends Thursday night from 6 until 8 at the church. Dale Scott, age 94, of Perryville, died on Friday, April 21st. Graveside service will be Wednesday afternoon at 2 at Cherry Hill Cemetery with Brother Will Doty officiating. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends at 1.30 p.m. at the cemetery. Now 7.33 as we turn to news this morning. A Perry County woman charged with murder and numerous other charges in connection to the death of a Bigelow man in 2020 has reached a plea agreement and has been sentenced in the case. Authorities say Sandra Rappold admitted to killing Steve Faison at his home in Bigelow in February of 2020, attempting to burn the evidence and hauling his body to a nearby dump. Last week, Rappold reached a deal with prosecutors in which she agreed to plead guilty to a lesser charge of first-degree murder rather than the initial charge of capital murder, along with the charges of abuse of a corpse, tampering with physical evidence, and arson. She was also later charged with felony escape, after a former assistant jail administrator allegedly helped her escape from the Perry County Detention Center. Under the agreement, Rappold, who was 22 at the time of the murder, was sentenced to 30 years in prison. With three years credit for time already served, Rappold will be eligible for parole in 2041. A jury trial in the case had been scheduled to start in mid-May. Approaching 735, overcast with light rain, 50 degrees at the KVOM studios. And we'll have a slight chance of rain today, with a lot more on the way the next two days or so. And we'll get up to 61 degrees today. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. 
Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. 736 overcast with light rain, 50 degrees at the KVOM studios. The Conway County Quorum Court took no action Monday on a proposal by Colonel Conrad Reynolds to require hand-marked ballots and a hand count of all future elections in Conway County. Speaking on behalf of Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative, Colonel Reynolds addressed the court about the need to have more secure and transparent elections than what he feels are offered by the use of the current voting machines. The move to paper ballots and the the thrust of my organization, which is the 501c4, is to educate people about what the machines do and what is a solution. Paper ballots, we're not talking about paper ballots of 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Completely different. So I understand there's, it's really sensitive in some counties across the Arkansas, in, in, here too. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a system where everybody can have faith in the final outcome of the election. After justices of the peace spent more than an hour listening to individuals on both sides of the debate, J.P. Brigham Jones announced the matter would not be voted on since he pulled back the resolution he initially filed that would give voters the option to use a paper ballot. My resolution wasn't to get rid of machines. My resolution was to add paper ballots to give you a choice. Okay? You, you should have a choice of what you want to do. But I'm going to say this. I pulled, I pulled that resolution. We're not voting on it tonight. I pulled it for this reason last week. I wanted to get more feedback from the public and see how the meeting went. Two, as far as the financials we had talked about. The projected financials, I wasn't confident of what the cost was going to be if it was to pass. The only other matter on the agenda for Monday's regular monthly meeting was an amendment to the 2023 budget to account for the recent purchase of a new fleet of vehicles for the Sheriff's Department. The ordinance was unanimously approved by JPs. The Conway County Care Center is excited to announce that it will once again open its doors on the first Saturday of each month, beginning May 6th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Both the thrift store and the food pantry will be open for clients to shop or pick up food. Anyone can shop in the thrift store, and proceeds help offset food costs of the care center's food pantry. The food pantry will operate as usual via drive through method in the back alleyway behind the care center. Anyone in Conway County can receive food once per month by presenting a driver's license and proof of county residency. Donations will also be accepted on first Saturdays and Director Cindy Lucarello encourages everyone to remember the Care Center when spring cleaning. Always need your donations. We can't do this without you. Every little bit helps. So if you're doing some spring cleaning, stay local, support local, bring it over to the Care Center. The Care Center assisted over 8,400 individuals in 2022 with food-related needs, up more than 400 from 2021. Additionally, the Care Center has partnered with the local senior adult center since 2020 to provide supplemental food packages to the elderly in need. Together, they were able to bless local seniors with 478 Snacks for Seniors food bags in 2022. The Care Center Board of Directors recently updated its mission statement, striving to be, quote, 
a loving and caring organization committed to feeding and supporting the people of Conway County, unquote, in an effort to fulfill its vision that no one in Conway County goes hungry. The Conway County Care Center is located at 108 West Broadway in downtown Moralton. Regular operating hours are Tuesdays and Fridays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and now on first Saturdays during those same hours. Donations can be dropped off on Wednesdays as well, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the back alley of the building. To learn more about the Conway County Care Center or to make a monetary donation online, visit its Facebook page, Conway County Care Center Thrift Store, or its website, conwaycountycarecenter.com. Structureland Mass Timber Corporation, a Canadian mass timber manufacturer with a recent presence in Conway, announced Monday plans to sell the company and file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. According to a company news release, Structurelam has entered into a purchase agreement with Mercer International to sell its assets for $60 million. In January, the company suspended operations at its 288,000-square-foot plant in Conway due to a customer contract cancellation with Walmart. That suspension came a little more than three years after Structurelam announced in December of 2019 a $90 million investment with the creation of 130 jobs in the Conway facility primarily to support one project, the construction of the new Walmart corporate campus in Bentonville. We're approaching 741. Let's check markets with Samantha Cassidy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, equity markets continued their recent trend of small daily moves with the S&P 500 and the Dow hovering around the flat line. With a rather light economic calendar on Monday, corporate earnings remained the primary focus. There was little change in the in the way of surprises on that front, with markets appearing content to tread water after last week's modest moves. Interest rates were slightly lower on the day, with the 10-year Treasury yield just above the 3.5% mark. The Dow closed at 33,875, up 66 points. NASDAQ closed at 12,037, down 35 points. Volume was moderate as 782 million shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a closer look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was down 69 cents at $17.53. Bank of America was down 11 cents at $29.76. Deere & Company was up $1.34 at $308.04. Energy Corporation was up 39 cents at $109.03. Under Armour was up seven cents at eight dollars and nine cents. Simmons Bank was down nine cents at sixteen dollars and forty-five cents. Regions Financial was down six cents at eighteen dollars and thirty cents. Southwestern Energy was up thirteen cents at five dollars and eleven cents. Tyson Foods was down nine cents at sixty dollars and ninety-one cents. Walmart was up one dollar and three cents at one hundred and fifty-two dollars and seventy-six cents. Live Ramp was down $0.54 cents at $23.01. Interpublic Group was down $0.13 cents at $37.37. Nextera Energy was up $0.05 cents at $79.04. Natural Gas was up $0.03 cents at $2.26. Precious Metals were higher. Gold was up $8.80 at $1,999.30. Silver was up 18 cents at $25.24. I'm Samantha Cassidy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street in downtown Moralton.
On our community calendar, Conway County School Counts will be honoring 106 Conway County seniors this morning at 9 at H.B. White Auditorium on the campus of Moralton High School. The Plummerville City Council will meet at 6 o'clock tonight in the community room for a special meeting to discuss a contract for trash service. The Wonderview School Board will meet at 6 tonight in the boardroom. The South Conway County School Board meets in special session Wednesday morning at 11.30 at the Superintendent's Office. The Conway County Retired Teachers meet Thursday morning at 10 at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce. RVAC will issue quarterly USDA commodities to all qualifying Perry County residents Thursday 10 till noon in front of the Diane Wilson Senior Activity Center in Perryville. Commodities for qualifying Conway County residents will be issued Thursday 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the Conway County Fairgrounds in Moralton. Participants need to bring their driver's license and know their household income amount. The Moralton Planning and Zoning Commission meets Thursday at 5.30 at the City Council Meeting Room at Moralton City Hall. And the Sacred Heart Catholic School Theatrical Knights present their production of Complaint Department and Lemonade by Cameron Clickgard in the School Gym Rough Auditorium Friday at 5 p.m. and Saturday afternoon at 2. Admission to the play is $5. Well, we thank you for listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, and we want to remind you that if you want to hear a story again, or you just need to time shift your listening, our News Watch is available as a podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also get it from our website or our app. The KVOM News Watch podcast is presented each weekday morning and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 745, we've got light rain, overcast skies, 50 degrees at the KVOM studios. Coming up on our close-up segment, we'll visit with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Eric Tyler's on the way next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, Williams News Watcher of Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. In what's believed to be a first in school history, Sacred Heart Catholic School senior Emily Zimmerman signed Monday to join the cheerleading squad at Arkansas Tech University in the fall. Zimmerman started curing in eighth grade and quickly made it a goal of hers to become a college cheerleader. I've been working for this since. Eighth grade, yes. Uh, when I quit gymnastics, I knew I wanted to do cheer in college. And it takes a whole lot of dedication and commitment. And I have learned that from being a Sacred Heart cheerleader and being pushed by my coach, Alicia Kuntz. She has helped me to be able to be a tech cheerleader. At Tech, Emily will be a cheerleader for the volleyball, football, and men's and women's basketball teams. The Marlton High School baseball team dropped its senior night game to Clinton 9-8 on Monday afternoon at Devil Dog Yard. Devil Dogs will take a 13-8 record into this week's 44 district tournament in Clarksville. Marlton High School softball team scheduled to play its first game in the 44 district tournament tonight. At Clarksville, weather permitting, Devil Dogs are set to face Dardanelle at 6 p.m., needing a win to qualify for the Class 4-8 North Region Tournament. 
And the district baseball tournament is underway, as we mentioned, also in Clarksville. As the number one seed in that tournament, Marlton's not scheduled to play till the semifinal round on Thursday. 1A4 district baseball and softball tournaments are scheduled to get underway Wednesday at Nemo Vista. The Sacred Heart baseball team will play Guy Perkins at 4.30 that afternoon, while the Sacred Heart softball team will play St. Joseph also at 4.30. Nemo Vista and Wonderview baseball and softball teams are scheduled to play their first game in the tournament on Thursday. St. Louis Cardinals fell to 0-8 in series opening games this season with a 4-0 loss to the Giants in San Francisco last night. Cards play the Giants again tonight. It's another 8.45 p.m. first pick with pregame coverage starting at 7.50 on Motown Radio 92.5 FM and AM 800. The 12th-ranked Arkansas softball team utilized a five-run fourth inning to defeat Western Kentucky 7-0 last night in Bowling Green. Victory marks head coach, head coach Courtney Diefel's 300th overall career win as the Razorbacks improved to 35-13 and 13 overall this season. 749 as we look at weather on this Tuesday morning. And we have calm winds currently with barometric pressure 30.13 inches. Low temperature this morning, 48 degrees high yesterday. 69 a year ago today. The low was 57. The high was 72. Inject the rain gauge. It was about 7.15. We had to receive 7.100 inches rain here at the KVM Studios. Of course, adding a little bit to that already. And uh, we'll likely add more to that today and really over the next couple of days. Rainfall for the year as of this morning, 24.03 inches. Sunset this evening, 7.51. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 6.26. And our forecast, again, does call for chance of rain 30% today, high near 61. 60% chance of showers tonight with a low around 49. And then rain chances 80% for Wednesday night, 70% on through Thursday. High only around 59 degrees tomorrow, 65 expected on Thursday. Right now... We have a little rain in the area, 50 degrees in Marlton. And Newswatch on this Tuesday morning continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Marlton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is 7.54 now on KVOM. We are joined on our close-up interview this morning by Tommy County Judge and Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you, Judge. Morning, Eric. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. Doing well. And uh, get right to it. Long uh, court, court meeting last night and good Good, healthy discussion, I guess. On the, uh, obviously, and I say this, it was a quorum court meeting, but it was, it was as much a community forum as it was anything else, I think, uh, with varying opinions and uh, about our election system, which uh, I would say, you know, I have, uh, when you look at the, the, the test and the audits and everything else, I have total confidence in uh, Secretary of State's, so we actually visited with them yesterday before the quorum court meeting, and to this point, 
they normally audit 15 counties a year and there they've audited 13 counties they've they've audited somewhere between 25 and 30,000 votes and they've yet to find a problem you know, I'd say this, and I can't say it enough, but tongue-in-cheek, and this is just Judge Hart's opinion, okay? But uh, if there's a problem with that system, that system problem is a manufacturer or the technology's problem. And I really believe this, that technology can uh, oversee technology to make sure it's done correctly and appropriately. And if it's not, then, then somebody needs to have a problem. Right. But I think at our local level, at our state election commission, our secretary of state's office, I have a got a lot of confidence in those folks spend lots of time making sure that our process is good uh, you know we talk about the paper ballot situation and I say this uh, you know those things those are not foolproof either because that's the reason we've got election voting machines today right. yep. yep but yeah, a lot of comment a lot of uh, opinions and that's that's good that's good and healthy for all of us and and as I say this uh, we've got to come to grips that we're gonna agree that we're not always gonna agree and that's okay too yep sure Yep, it was a good, uh, good turnout, good participation in that uh, discussion, and ultimately no, uh, no action. No action was taken. Yes, sir. At this time, so maybe uh, may come up next, next month, perhaps. We'll we'll see. But we'll see. Uh, resolution was pulled there, um, so, so no vote on that at this time. Uh, there was a vote on uh, a budget amendment. Did allocate some money for yes, the, we, the vehicles um, for the sheriff's office. Got some vehicles coming in, and uh, obviously uh, done an appropriation. Pull some money from the coronavirus relief fund. Uh, pull some money from ARP revenue replacement fund. Pull some money from LAC fund to get those uh, vehicles purchased, and so we can uh, get our law enforcement where they need to be. And think we actually done a little bit of a uh, transferred some money I believe from overcup fire department from a note principal from machinery equipment uh, I always call that the housekeeping ordinance which is what we do and do best uh, as they say it's a it's a moving uh, uh, it's a moving target I guess you would say you always budget for, budget what you think will work then you normally get into about this time of the year and you start having to move money around to make things work sure sure all right and those uh just for the sheriff's vehicles, they kind of get a new fleet every few years. Right? They get a new fleet about every five years. Uh, this particular fleet, I think, is, uh, I believe I'm saying this right, are going to be uh, uh, Durangos. I believe they're more of an SUV-type vehicle. Hopefully got some more better durability. Uh, we're, we've segued in the years away from what I call the cars. The cars take a lot of, uh, you know, with law enforcement, take a lot of uh, – uh, wear and tear because uh, there's a, still a lot of county gravel county roads out here in the county and uh, sometimes you get in situations where the, it's beyond your control and you just got to go yep, but sure. uh, hopefully uh, these are going to last just a good long while and uh, of course what's kind of caught us all but not really by surprise but it's hit everybody is uh, uh, I, I never forget this is in 16 or 17 I guess that's been five six years ago yeah, we bought uh, we bought trucks for our road department. First time I'd ever bought any new trucks because they were so cheap. Yep. Well, that same price today, you can't even buy them on state bid because they don't offer them on state bid because just about double what they were. Yeah. So that's the same thing we've got into with our uh, law enforcement fleet too. Yeah. Not cheap anymore. Uh, <laughs> I've not found anything that's gotten any cheaper. I'll put it that way. No, no. doesn't doesn't work that way. Um, but you did mention, uh, I guess, end of the meeting. County cleanup, which we just had, was uh, was a big one this year. Wasn't was it? a uh, we got our initial bill, of course, and I'm going to say this th first off. Thank I want to tell you how much I appreciate our fire departments, mm -hmm. our cities, the county. It was that that is a very 
coordinated. It is, I call it down and dirty. It's very efficient. It's very short. And the biggest complaint I get, it doesn't last long enough. But uh, to try to create that efficiency and keep everything relevant uh, and not have stuff pile up and things gather up, we've pretty much, I think, got everybody in the mindset it's three days. And when three days is over, it's over. I think we maybe had one fire department that somebody left us a gift on the ground. And I truly want to say I don't appreciate that. County doesn't appreciate that. If we catch you doing that, you're not going to like the result. But, uh, you know, when you look at the amount, I think we had 72 roll-offs. And, of course, and i got to say this, with Trash Hog helped us with that part of it right there. Done a masterful job. Uh, I'm sure they worked some really long hours to make sure that we didn't wind up with anything intentionally on the ground. Yeah. So it was a... Uh, uh, you know, as I tell everybody, kudos to everybody. It's a it's a great effort. It's an effort. It's a public-private effort because uh, John Q. Public takes and uh, we provide the roll loss and we provide the, the free the free trash pickup on that part of it. But uh, uh, I want to thank the people of Conway County for being participants and uh, such a great great effort. Uh, uh, really, just uh, I can't say enough. We've done it for twenty. This was number 20, oh no, not number 20. This is number 45, I believe. Yeah, in the fall and spring, yep. So, uh, it, and it believed me, I say this, I had a gentleman come in my office the other day, and of course he had a good friend from Pine Bluff, and they were out cruising some county roads, and he said, the guy told me, he said, I can't believe this. And he said, what can't you believe? He said that there's not any major large items on the side of these county roads, and, and he told him, he said, there's a reason for that. Yep. So we, you know, we've still got an issue with trash, but uh, maybe not quite the issue that some folks have. Sure, sure. And we'll, uh, if you miss this one, we'll do it again in the fall. Miss this one, stay tuned and hang on to it. Don't put it in the road ditch. Don't put it in the bottom of the creek. Don't put it in your backyard. We'll put it in your backyard for a temporary, but become October, we're going to do it all over again. All right. Sounds good. All right. So a lot going on. Anything else? for us this morning Joe. it's all i can think of i just always every week when i get up i think i wonder what week we're going to miss the rain and i don't think we've missed <laughs> one and i think they told the other day this is crazy and and it, it does affect our road performance being able to work on roads uh we've gotten rain i think for the last 11 or 12 weeks every week and of course we're not getting what we did get early on we like what i call the flushings we're not getting the flood maybe the flushings aren't as bad anymore but we are certainly still getting the precipitation which kind of puts a kink in our armor as far as our ability to do some things but we're going to one of these days the sun's going to shine and the wind's going to blow and it's going to quit raining and we'll get her back to normal all right hope so yeah all right give me heart with us this morning thank you so much thank you eric it is 801 now on kvom you've been listening to kvom's morning news watch the podcast edition